0: I got my period very late. (laughs) I was a freshman in high school and it was like the end of freshman year. (laughs) I definitely thought something was wrong with me, but I was just a late bloomer. I mean, I knew I was a late bloomer, but I was a little concerned. I kind of wanted to get my period because I wanted to be part of this club of like mature girls and not feel like a child. But I also didn't want to get it because I was like, that sounds terrible. Welcome back. This episode is for the ladies, as are all of my episodes, but this one specifically, we are talking about our cycle, my cycle my period, (laughs) which is a topic I have avoided for a long time, or at least I did in my younger years. I just never felt comfortable talking about my period. I would totally avoid the subject, change the subject. But as I've gotten older, I just, I found I learned so much from other women because there are things that we were not taught in school. We didn't learn in health class. And back then, you know, we didn't have YouTube and the internet at our fingertips like we do now. So I've, I feel like just talking about it has helped me learn more about myself and also just learn from others. Like what, what it's like leading up to their period, things that, that have helped them, weird things that happen that nobody tells you about. <laughs> We're going to dive into that in a minute, but let's catch up for a second. All right. A couple things, things, just, uh, just updates. Hello. It's a new month. It's a new month. How? <laughs> I'm and I'm also glad we're starting with this episode because I am going to talk more about fertility later. April is I think it's April's infertility awareness, so we're going to be talking about my miscarriage in an upcoming episode, but right now we're starting with my cycle cuz I think it's important. <laughs> it's a, it's a good context. All right. And I feel like I have an interesting cycle, which you probably do too. We are all very unique and different, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something in this episode that's going to, it's a little crazy. You might be like, whoa, Kim is Kim is a weirdo, <laughs> but we'll get, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so new month, I finally have been able to do a bit of spring cleaning and it's feeling good. One of the areas of our living room, we have a, like a storage shelf thing underneath our TV and it has doors and we keep a lot of toys in there and it was getting so unmanageable. I couldn't even shut the doors. (laughs) So I finally took everything out, cleaned that out, threw away a trash bag of toys. It feels so good. If you've been putting this off and you're like, I know I need to do that. Just pick one piece of furniture or storage unit or not even a full closet. Like pick a shelf on a closet and be like, I'm going to organize this shelf Set a timer for 30 minutes and do what you can. Just do what you can. So I, I'm glad I got that going. I have I have a lot of other like closets and cabinets and things that I want to do, but I'm, we're just we're just starting. Okay. Uh, another update that I'm really excited about coming later this month, and you are the first to hear about it, other than my mom fuelers, my MFers in the mom fuel membership. They get to hear everything first too over there, but I'm announcing it here. I'm going to be hosting a wellness week for the first time ever It is going to be a free week of workouts, (laughs) a little like inner, like, oh my gosh, wait, it's free. Yes, it's free. It's a free week of workouts. Each day is going to be different and have a, have a different focus. I'm going to like give you hints about it. For two reasons. One, to keep to keep it exciting, but two, I'm also still figuring it out on the back end what it's gonna look like. So get excited for free new never-before-seen workouts. We're gonna do them together end of the end of the month, and anyone enrolled is going to get early access to my Mother's Day sale. Okay. So I'm gonna put the wait list in the show notes here for you to get on my list so you are the first to get in on this wellness week. It's going to be great. We're going to have so much fun together. I'm even thinking about doing live workouts with you. Let me know if you're down for that. It's I'm I'm a little like hesitant just because time zones. I'm on the East Coast, so if I do something at 6:30 in the morning, and you are not on the East Coast; it it might be tricky. It, it, it's it's just tricky. Um, so Wellness Week coming to an iPhone near you. Um, other updates. I realized I never updated you about my hoo ha underwear. <laughs> Remember that? Remember I ordered hoo ha underwear? I I love them. I really like them a lot. The only my only like complaint is the I'm used to seamless because I wear leggings every day for the most part. So. They are definitely not seamless, but it's also motivating me to wear uh, clothing other than leggings. <laughs> but I I just, listen, I bought them because I wanted to feel held in and I didn't want my underwear to be like moving around on me like my seamless ones do. So it's a, I was in a I'm in a tough spot where like I want seamless, but I don't want them to move and I haven't found the right pair yet. So the Hoo-ha. They're expensive. I mean, in my, in my opinion, like over $20 for a pair of underwear, that's a little pricey. I like when it's like four for 20. <laughs> or like, I think American Eagle has like five for or six for 30 is their deal. To me, I'm like, whoa, that's like a week's worth of underwear for 30 bucks. <laughs> that obviously you're gonna rewear. I'm not just gonna wear them for a week, throw them away. Anyways, so I just wanna give you that update. We, we like them. I would buy again. I'll see maybe when they're having a sale next. Okay. We'll we'll I'll keep you updated. If I see a sale, I'll post about it on the Your Glowing Podcast page on Instagram. So make sure you're following Your Glowing Podcast. Other update: I bought the pants. Remember last week I was like, I have these jeans in my cart. They are trendy. They kind of look cute. I think I might be, I think I could pull them off. I bought them and I am obsessed. Except I got the wrong size. I know they said loose fitting, but they were like a whole size bigger than I anticipated. So I have to exchange them and I'm bummed because <laughs> it takes me forever to exchange something. Like I, I filled out the form online and now I just gotta get to the post office. Wish me luck with that. I'll, I'll put the link for the pants. They're so cute. They're super comfortable. They're trendy, but not too far of a stretch. Like I feel like anyone could pull these off. Super cute. Okay, bought the jeans. Um, skincare, I have been tr- testing out my Drunk Elephant line I know I mentioned that last week it's I'm also hesitant to try it or I have been more so because I'm just unfamiliar with the ingredients they use a lot of different oils like natural oils that can t- make your skin tingle or almost not burn I don't think they say burn it's like tingling sensation which is kind of scary when you put like something new on your face and you've never tried it and then you feel like a burning like it's alarming. So I'm trying to like test them out and make sure I don't have <laughs> any reaction. Maybe it's like in my head, but I haven't found anything from them that I'm like, this is amazing. I'm still doing my ice roller and I actually want to get a new one because mine, I noticed, doesn't stay cold for very long. I do like a few swipes in my face. It's usually long enough for me to like pour my cup of tea and like carry it into my workout room. I'm usually like holding the ice roller on my under eye And then I switched to the other. And by that time, like it's not cold anymore. So I am going to invest my, I'm going to invest like I'm spending a ton of money. It's, I think it's like, I can get one $10, $15. So I'm going to try a new ice roller, follow up on that. And I purchased deodorant. It was an Instagram ad. I saw it late at night. I was in bed and I normally do not do this. I am not on my phone in bed, but for some reason I was. And I bought a deodorant. That works. It's natural. It smells so good. It lasts. I don't have to reapply. Listen, I am living in Florida. It is humid and it's been in the 80s every day and it works. It It's 88 degrees today. I just had to like check my phone. It's it's warm. It is pretty warm. It's toasty. I, I love it. It's called C- Curie? Cory? Curie? Corey? Cur- Curie? I don't know if it's fancy name or if it's like curry. I will put that in the show notes as well. Listen, I bought the starter pack. It's like two sticks of deodorant and a spray, which I didn't think I needed a spray, but I love it. I love it, and they all have a different scent. So good. I'm gonna try and get a code because I want to work with them. I want to talk about it, promote it, shout it from the mountaintops. Because I've been struggling. I used to use Native, and for some, I noticed I'm like, wow. It's I must really stink because it's not working as good. Or like, maybe it's me. I, I want to use a natural deodorant, but there aren't a ton of options and Native is at right at Target so I can just get it and anytime I'm in there. But I found out recently that Native was bought by P&G. So they haven't been as transparent with their ingredient list, number one. And I also started noticing this too because they were coming out with, like their scents used to be like coconut vanilla, like lilac and rose, just like very... Basic sense. Now you can get sour blue raspberry gummy and like gummy bear as a scent. And to me, that was like the first thing that I saw that I kind of questioned. I was like, what's going on there? What's in this that's making it smell like that? And also who wants to smell like a sour raspberry? Like it just strange. So we're we're making the switch. I am no longer shopping native deodorant. Right? I am wearing curry. Curry. It was a shark tank thing. And then the other thing that I ordered on Instagram ads get me every time. No, not every time. The Instagram just knows what I'm looking for. They know. They can read my mind. But another skincare thing, I know I talked about my ice roller. I haven't been using my goisha as much, which is a facial massager. And I've, I've been wanting to get like an oil because that's what you're supposed to use. I was using literally like coconut oil. I'd be in my kitchen, grab the coconut oil, get my goisha out of the fridge dip it in there and like rub out my face and i'm like is coconut oil like is this is this gonna clog my pores i feel like there i should use a real oil and i know a brand it's called primally pure of course it popped up on page so it's a face oil with these cupping like these silicone have you heard of like cupping on your back like people do it for like blood flow and circulation and your muscles and they have these little mini cup cupper things (laughs) that you kind of like you suction it to your face and then you drag it up. So it's going to pull your face. So it's like massaging it, but also like increasing the blood flow. We love this. I cannot wait till it gets here. I, I cannot tell you how excited I am for this skincare. And listen, I have been very transparent that I don't use Botox. Not that I think anyone thinks I do, but I just feel like there's so many influencers out there that use Botox and have hair extensions and fake lashes and lip filler and all of these things. And I want everyone to know, like, I don't have any of that. It's just me. This is like real and raw. I'm not using filters when I come on my story. Like, And I am tempted to do all of these things. I'm tempted to get Botox and get hair extensions and lashes and my eyebrows done, but I would... I'm like, can I, can I get achieve a certain look without doing that? I'm like, number one, I don't want to deal with the maintenance of it. Number two, there's a risk. Anytime you're injecting things into your body, um, even like hair extensions, like my hair is healthy. I don't want to damage it. I do not want to cause any more damage other than the heat that I'm causing like once a week when I blow dry it. So listen, I'm going to try and find you the most natural ways to Create a more youthful glow, more youthful appearance, less aging. Okay. We are on the anti-aging train, but we're also on more of a natural anti-aging train together. Okay. But I will report back. I've also been using Derma Clara patches. I'll put the link for those in the show notes. They are silicone patches and very similar to the Peter Thomas Roth ones I use under my eyes. But the silicone ones are reusable. And when you put them on, you can kind of feel it pulling your skin, which is a like a good pull, like shaping your skin. And then when I take it off, I can visibly see the wrinkles smooth over. And you said it says you have the best results after using it for 30 days. And each patch you can use 30 times. So it equals actually the same price as Peter Thomas Roth, but I feel like they have different I like them for different reasons. I use them both. I like the forehead one from Dermaclara. All right. We got to get into this episode. So let me just wrap up with what I've been watching. We finished season two of Your Honor. And you know, that is my probably favorite show I've watched in 2023. My sister turned us on to it. We got through season one and season two. It was so good. I kind of want to watch it again. And... If you haven't watched it yet, get Amazon prime, find out Amazon prime. You might have to like upgrade your account or get them. I think it's HBO. Maybe it's a good show. It's worth it. We also finished mayor of Kingstown, which I had said I didn't like. And I was like this season it's it's violent show. It might give you some anxiety. It's a little, you're like, probably like, why are you watching it? I got hooked and I had to see how it ended Season one was definitely better. Season two was hard to understand. But the last few episodes, it got better. It got better. And I knew what was happening. And there was more twists and suspense. And I I liked how it ended. So I'm glad I finished and pushed through. (laughs) You're probably like, I'm not watching that show. That's another Amazon Prime show. And was there anything else? Not that I can think of. Nothing important. So... (laughs) Those are the two shows we wrapped up. Now I'm ready to get into this episode. All right. So let me take you back. I got my period very late. (laughs) I was a freshman in high school and it was like the end of freshman year. (laughs) I definitely thought something was wrong with me, but I was just a late bloomer. I mean, I knew I was a late bloomer, but I was a little concerned. I kind of wanted to get my period because I wanted to be part of this club of like mature girls and not feel like a child. But I also didn't want to get it because I was like, that sounds terrible. Anyways, I got it and it was very inconsistent, at least for the first two years, I want to say I probably got it like only a handful of times. It was like every six months, then every four or three months. And by the time I started getting it regularly, it was about every other month I got it. So like every 60 days, maybe like between 40, 50, 60 days, right around there. I didn't really keep track of my period, but it was, it was pretty spaced out. Okay. So that's how it started. I was like almost 15 years old. (laughs) Wow. And then, and then I went to college I did have a long-term or like a, like a serious boyfriend from like high school into my first year of college. And when I went to college, I went on birth control. Not because I was afraid to get pregnant. Not because I didn't want to get pregnant. And we were using protection. I literally went on birth control because I thought that's what you did. I thought everyone like just went on birth control for until you want to get pregnant and then you get off like i thought that's what what we did as women we all go on birth control and then we stop taking it when we want to have a baby i had no idea not going on birth control was an option like it just seemed at the time in my 18 year old mind well this is what you do this is what all my friends are on this is what everyone does when they're having sex and they are a young adult, like that's, it's crazy to not be on birth control. Like that's just, that was the culture, right? Uh, Tell me, or like, I'm curious if you can relate to that. Or if you ever, when you went on birth control, was it because you didn't want to get pregnant? You were afraid of that, or you just did it because everyone else did, or your doctor asked you to, or mentioned it. Maybe your parents made you, Either way, I went on birth control. It was a very generic brand that gave me terrible acne on my chin. I remember my doctor was like, "Well, yep, yeah, it's a hormone birth control, so that's gonna happen." And I was so upset. I was like, "Are you? Could have this been prevented?" And I still have like scarring, like marks from it. Not cool. So I eventually switched my birth control to one of those Yasmin Yas. I don't know if you remember, they like got recalled, I'm pretty sure. Um, again, not cool. I wish I, what, if I knew then what I know now, like situations. But I went on one of those because it made you have lighter periods and it was on a 45 day cycle or it was a bit longer, which I wanted to be on because my periods from that little bit of time that they started to regulate, they were two months apart. Is that healthy? Maybe not. But I I went from that to being on birth control with this period every month, and I was like, "Well, this isn't cool. Like, I want to go back to that." So my doctor gave me that birth control. Anyways, I, I eventually. I want this whole episode to be about birth control. So here's how it ended. I hated how I felt. Taking birth control, I felt numb. I never felt like super happy and I never felt sad or upset. I just felt this very steady state meh emotion, which was not my personality at all. And I was just ready to get off birth. I, I knew that's what was causing it. And I'm so glad I had that awareness. I was like, this is the only thing that I'm taking that is affecting, that could be affecting my mood. So eventually when Justin and I got engaged and married, which was shortly after college, I immediately was like, I'm not taking this anymore. I might, I must've like switched to, I don't think I stayed on that one because it was recalled. So I was only on birth control for f- maybe five years, which for me, that still seems like a long time to be taking a daily pill, but I know other women that have been on it for decades. So I feel like I can't complain. So anyways, go on. I'd get off my birth control because I'm, I was like, you know what? I'm married. I'm not afraid to get pregnant. I want to have a normal cycle and I don't like the effects of this birth control. So I went off it and I was like, we're not trying to get pregnant. I just want to have a regular period. And this is where my story begins (laughs) again. I didn't get a period. That was in 2013. We're married. I'm waiting for it to come. Doesn't come. A whole year passes without getting my period. And I'm like, okay, is there something I should be worried about? I'm like, it's kind of cool, not gonna lie. <laughs> I like not having one, but I feel like I need to have one, right? Like it's a healthy bodily function. Fertility and our cycles are one of the vital it's a vital part of our life. Like it really, I, and I feel like I can't speak to this too much because I am still learning about it. Like now as an adult, the things that they didn't teach us, I am having to teach myself. Right. So at the time I was like, Oh, maybe I should mention this to my doctor. And I did. And they were like, Oh, okay. Well, you just go back on birth control. You want your period you take birth control. And then that's how you get your period. And I was like, are you kidding? Are you serious? Like, no, that's not, that's not the solution. I don't want to be on birth control. I just want to have my period. So months go by. And at this point I was training for, no, I had already run a marathon, but I was running a lot. And I know a lot of like, elite athletes and like gymnasts who have a very low body fat percentage will won't get their period. But I was I had a normal body fat percentage. I mean, it was lower, but it wasn't like risky low. And I didn't have like a ton of muscle that would make it like I I was healthy in all other areas. So it just didn't make sense. Right. So that's when we started doing some blood work and some testing. And I ended up going to an endocrinologist. Well, they took a bunch of blood and they asked me before, like, do you pass out during blood work or anything? And I was like, no. (laughs) And I brought a friend with me. Thank God Gino is there with me. For, because I don't know, she was just a very supportive friend. She's also a nurse. So it was nice having a friend there with me. I passed out <laughs> and they were like, why didn't you tell us you passed out? I was like, I have literally never passed out, but this, they took so much blood out of me. I passed out. And now every time I, I can't, I can't think about it because <laughs> I hate blood. Sorry if this is triggering for you. Okay. So they send my tests in, my blood work in, it comes back everything is normal. Everything is normal, which is what my whole thought process was this entire time. I was like, I'm healthy. Like where, where is the reason? What was our reason? (laughs) Like what is happening to me? Um, and then that's when an endocrinologist told me you will not be able to have kids you will have to go on fertility supplements and go through a process when you're ready. You'll, basically, she was telling me I'm going to have to do IVF to get pregnant at 25 years old. And I I just I remember feeling like tears welling up in my eyes. Like I wanted to I was like, no, this can't be it. Like part of my brain was like, Oh my God, this is my reality. And the other part of my brain was like, no, no, this isn't right. She's wrong. She's wrong. So I like, it was such a struggle, but basically I left that office again, refusing to go on birth control because that's what she told me to do. (laughs) I can't like, I can't with these doctors and their dang birth control. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'll figure it out another way. I'll like see another doctor. I will do something different. Fast forward. I go to a retreat. Uh, yo! It was kind of like a, it was actually called glow retreat. Oh my gosh. How cute. It was a yoga and like fitness and like healthy lifestyle retreat with some girls in the area who were like influencers at the time. Mind you, this is back in 2015 or maybe it was 2014. Yes. It was 2014. So they, I go to this retreat and one of the hosts, her name was Heather and she had us do some meditations and she was into chakras and we did journaling with her. That was like her contribution to the retreat. I talked to her after we did like a little session as a group and I pulled her aside and I don't even know what I asked her, but she is Reiki certified and she just kind of put her hands up in front of me and she lowered them to my belly and then lowered her hands a bit more. Not touching me, just like near me. And she said, your sacral chakra is blocked. This is where you're going to think I'm a lunatic. She goes, your sacral chakra is blocked. At this time, I like no idea what chakras are. Like, I mean, I have... Heard of them, but I'm like, what? Oh, my what? So basically, there's sh- chakras which are kind of like energy points throughout the body. The first one's like on your bottom, and there's a color to go with each one, right? So it starts with red and then it goes to orange in your womb space, like where your uterus is, and then yellow in your belly, green in your heart area, blue in your throat, and like mouth, um, purple in your third eye like right in between your eyeballs on your forehead and then white coming out of the crown of your head. And if you're into yoga, you you know this and you know each one has like a different meaning. So like you know, your blue in your throat and your mouth is like how you're communicating, I believe. And then like your green is your heart and your your heart, like what your where your love is from. And then yellow in the belly is creation, like creativity or I might be messing this up, but the orange is the womb space, which is the sacral chakra, which is what she was telling me. Yours is blocked. Yours is blocked. I was like, Oh, okay. What does that mean? And she told me just picture next time you're meditating, hold your hand, like on your womb space, picture the color orange and just Allow it to activate and open. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. And like, mind you, I'm open to these sorts of things. I'm open to the woo woo world. So I did it. Okay. At this retreat, I'm like activating my sacral (laughs) chakra. Is that what it's called? Sacrum chakra? I might be even saying it wrong. So I start doing that and I'm picturing the color orange. I did it at the retreat. I did it when I get home. And the next day, after 15 months with no period, I got my period. Listen, let, if you're like, what? Me too. Because I don't under, like, I, I do understand. But at the same time, it's like, is this for real? This stuff actually works? Let's just, like, take a second for that. Like, how cool. I have avoided telling this story. I don't even think I've ever mentioned it on Instagram one time because I'm aware of how crazy it sounds. But hear me out. I grew up Irish Catholic, so we were not allowed to like talk about sex, have sex, think about it. So I, I feel like my upbringing, I totally just like shut it down literally and like figuratively, mentally blocked my chakra. I was like, "Whoop, nope, that's not a thing. We're not going to talk about it, think about it, do about it. Nothing. Kind of makes sense, right? Kind of makes sense. Or if you're like, Kim, that makes no sense. I'm not following. Like, it's okay. Stick with me. So basically, I got my period back after doing some meditation and chakra work. Wow. Shout out to the chakra people of the world. That stuff is incredible. Like, I'm all for this. Eastern. No, are we Western or Eastern medicine? <laughs> I'm all for the old, old school. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Essential oils, sign me up. Like I love that natural stuff. Like birth control, I'll pass chakras, sign me up. <laughs> okay. So now I get my period, like still the, like the, I go back to my natural cycle, which was, you know, every other month or so, like 45 days ish. And then I got pregnant with Ayla. I'll talk more about like conceiving and that in the next episodes, but I got pregnant with Ayla and didn't have a period, but got pregnant with Rosie, didn't have a period, got pregnant with like, we will talk about that more, (laughs) but I want to skip flash forward because this is, we're talking about cycle here, not conception. And I got my period one year after I had Blake, and I want to give any new mom or pregnant woman a heads up that your first period postpartum is going to be rough. At least in my experience and my friends, it's pretty rough. Now, so like I said, I was one year postpartum with Blake. Some of my friends got their period like four weeks after giving birth. Four weeks. I'm like, I barely was done recovering from birth. I cannot imagine. So it just took my body time and I was breastfeeding this friend who I'm talking about that got hers four weeks after she was also breastfeeding. So I mean, everyone is different. I breastfed Blake until I was, she was 18 months old. So I got my period. It was such a struggle. Like I, I forgot, I forgot what to do and how to feel and like how to take care of myself and like, It had been a long time, so it was a learning curve, but also it just hit me so hard. And then the next one too, like it was still rough and, and they were also spaced out. So it took me a whole year to get on a regular cycle. So my cycle, I think is like 33 ish days, give or take, I was using the natural cycles app. I had that for over a year and then it said like my plan was running out. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try a new one and I'm going to link that here. It's called Stardust and it's just, it's just cute. It's a fun app. Helps me keep track. It has like little motivational kind of quotes or just, you know, it keeps you in check. So today, oh boy, here we go. It says, (laughs) no. Do you feel like your blood has been replaced by Red Bull? Blame it on the testosterone. If the power surge causes sleep troubles, try a bedtime guided meditation. And listen, this is spot on because I have been tro- have been having trouble falling asleep at night, which is normally not a problem for me. I usually get into bed, close my eyes, roll onto my left side and pass out. Now I'm like thinking and I'm tossing and turning And I go to bed late, but I still wake up early and like feel the same. Like I do feel that like, oh, I have Red Bull in my blood now. This is kind of cool because I'm ovulating. (laughs) Also, this app, it tells you what's going on with the moon and it correlates your cycle with the moon and just kind of explains it to you and shows you which I think is interesting. My cousin was really into our cycles and the moon. And so I remember her talking about this like a few years ago. She still does it, but it's just so interesting. Right. And I feel like we didn't learn about a lot of this stuff in school because a, like there are no textbooks about chakra. Like they're not teaching little girls. Like you have to activate your sacral chakra to get your peer No that's not a thing. It's not in textbooks. Also this, like, look, oh, the moon is in its celestial phase or it's in its waxing phase. (laughs) I don't know all the phases of the moon, but you know what I mean? Like we're not being taught, like you ovulate with the moon because is that even true? I think it is to an extent. I think just everyone experiences it differently. So there's something very sacred. There's something very sacred about our cycles that cannot be put into a textbook because it's hard to explain with science. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. So we like this app. It's a great period tracker, ovulation tracker. So apps are great. So now a whole year goes by of me getting my period. And I'm, first of all, I'm enjoying it. I'm not going to lie. I love knowing when my period is coming. It is a good feeling. I feel a little bit more in control. It also helps me make sense of my mood (laughs) because I've seen this meme on Instagram or online that's just like it, you know, I'm 33 years old and I still think everything is awful and the world is going to end two days before my period. Like I don't, I have to remind myself like, oh yeah, wait, I'm PMSing. Like that's why I feel so miserable. So we're still learning about ourselves. And one thing I pulled up this because I'm seeing more, again, I follow a lot of like healthy hormone type of accounts or natural natural beauty, like those sorts of things. So on my feed, I follow a couple of girls who talk about cycle syncing, syncing your workouts to your cycle. And this is why we need to we need to understand our cycle because it's going to better help us progress with our workouts. It's also going to help us understand our moods and maybe, you know, not schedule a full day <laughs> or like a full, oh my gosh, it's so hard though. Cause you can't avoid like going on a trip or something just cause you're getting your period, but just giving yourself a little bit of grace on those days when, you know, our period is coming. Okay. So for workouts, right? Like maybe you're Maybe like, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to do hit workouts for the next three weeks because I really just want to get get my butt into shape. I really want to like go all in for three weeks. Well, if you're going to get your period on day th- four, it's going to be a little tricky because your body doesn't want to do that. Your body is telling you to rest. So there, are, I'm going to break it down a little bit in in my terms because I am not a biologist. And I, I mean, I am a woman, and but I'm still learning about my cycle and I'm here to report to you. There are four phases of your cycle. And if you think of it like the seasons, right? Winter, spring, summer, fall. Okay. That's a good analogy, right? So the winter phase is your menstrual phase. So you're on your period. Think about it's like dark, cold, You just want to cuddle up with a blanket. Then you have the follicular phase, which is spring. This lasts about seven to 10 days. And you know, the sun's coming out. You're feeling good. And then it's summertime, which is your ovulation or your ovulatory phase. So it's like hot and you're like, yes, the sun, I feel energy. But but this only lasts two to four days. (laughs) And then it's fall, which is your luteal phase phase which lasts about 10 to 14 days. And you're kind of coming down off of that high. It's still good. You're still feeling good. And you love fall. It's like crisp, cool. You're like, oh, I can cuddle up if I want to, but I can still get out and get some fresh air. <laughs> so how does that, those four phases, how do we sync them with workouts? I'm going to tell you. Well, starting again with the winter, the menstrual phase period, you're going to want to do some chill workouts. And this is just, I mean, just something to consider. For me, I usually follow my schedule. But if I'm on my period, I do two things. One, I will take a complete rest day or two if I want to. I'm just listening to my body. I'm not stressing anything those first two days of my cycle because woof, right? And then if I do want to do a workout, I can use my, I like to use the pregnancy modifications or any modifications to scale back a workout so that I'm not pushing myself past a point of discomfort, right? Like I just want to move my body because it does actually help with cramping and my mood and my energy levels, but I want it to, to also, I just want to stay in the positive range, right? Like I just want to stay, I want to get the benefits, but I don't want to cause my body any more stress because it needs rest. We need rest when we're on our period. Like you need to rest in the winter time. So workouts, walking, a low impact workout, like yoga, maybe a sculpt workout, using modifications from a regular workout or foam rolling stretching even so that that's during your period so between you know those three seven days and then when you get to the spring your follicular phase you can do more more of like a cardio again low intensity maybe like a power sculpt workout you can even do like a HIIT workout again with some modifications depending on how you're feeling but when you get to your ovulation phase that is summer that's when you're doing your HIIT workouts, you're lifting heavy, you're going hard, maybe throwing in some cardio. Maybe you're doing two workouts on those days because you're like, I just feel good. I'm going to double up, right? And then you get to your luteal phase, which is the fall, which is still, it's really good for strength training. Low, Low impact cardio, again, maybe like a power walk or more of those like sculpt workouts, you, you get, you get the drift. Like you, you can, you can do what you feel comfortable in, but like, it's really good for strength training and like, like a good sweaty cardio session. I hate saying cardio session because I just picture someone like running on a treadmill, <laughs> like a good cardio workout. This is just great to know. And I've read the book. It's called do less by Kate. Who is it by? I'm going to look it up real quick. So I got the book because I thought it was about motherhood and um, owning a business. And it is, but it's really for moms. Like any mom should read this book. Even if you, if you're, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you work a nine-to-five, whether you work part-time, whether you run a business from home, whether you just have a side hustle, or I shouldn't say just whether you have a side hustle, moms should read this book, Do Last by Kate Northrup. I'm gonna write down. I'm gonna put that link in the show notes for you. It's a quick read, but she talks a lot about your cycle and a lot about the resting phase and a lot about how we as women have the ability to let good things come to us, but we so often are trying to like push forward, push forward, like hustle for what we want, but we really we we can sit back and allow things to come to us. We can receive. Oh, it's it's a, I need to revisit this book because it was really good when I did read through it. Um, I have it on audiobook, so maybe that's my next read to go revisit. All right. So that's what I wanted to chat with you about today. My cycle, but also how you can sync them with your workouts. It's just something to be aware of and remind I, I need this reminder, too, is that our bodies aren't meant to be going full on hustle mode, 110 percent. 365 days a year. We're just not. We're also not designed like men are. Men are, we are, so women are on, you know, a 28 day cycle or minus 33 days, whatever amount of days. Some are 21, right? We're on the cycle where we're in the winter time and then we start going up, we get to summer and then we come down, those seasons, right? Those four phases. Men are on a 24 hour cycle. And please take some notes on your husband tomorrow and tell me I'm wrong, (laughs) but men will wake up. They literally are like the same creature every morning. They have the same situation every morning. And then they do their work. Maybe they get tired during the day, but then they like do dinner and bedtime. Like they are like, and then the next day they do it again every day. But as a woman, I, I mean, I'm going to speak for myself here and you see where you're at. Some days I have energy when I wake up and some days I do not, or like a lot of days, I don't. And then the energy sometimes it comes and sometimes it doesn't. But that's because I'm on this super long 33 day cycle. You can't rush it, you can't force it. It just is what it is. But once you learn to ride that wave and to, you know, cruise around that circle because you fully understand your body and your cycle, that's when you get your power back. That's when you can you can have more control because you know, you know, your body and you know what you're ready for and what to avoid. And, oh, you know what? I'm going to take a couple of days off, but I'm going to get to that next week. Okay. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this shines some light on Maybe a couple things you weren't aware of, maybe some things you didn't ever consider before. And if anything, you heard about (laughs) my interesting chakra period story. Okay. I'm excited to talk more about conception in the next coming episodes. And I would love if you have a story that you want to share, you can always write into me at podcast at Kim And I have a new website page for this podcast. It's adorable. I'm going to link that below. It's kimperry.com slash podcast. So thank you so much for joining me. I cannot wait to check in with you next week. I hope you have a great Monday and I'll see you in the next one.